Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the World Series of Politics podcast, where two heavy hitters in the political, legislative, and regulatory space take swings at the curveballs thrown at the gaming sector by legislators and regulators around the world for IGB. We've got Brendan Bussman and Grant Iden stepping up to the plate to discuss the hot topics in this space from across the world. Let's play ball on another episode of the World Series of Politics. Welcome back to another World Series of Politics. I'm your host, Brad Iden, along with my oh-so-fabulous co-host, Brendan Bussman. And it is a new year, and it is exciting. Welcome to 2023. And uh, this has just been fantastic. We've had a great 2022 with this program. We've got a lot of exciting things coming up as we look into this year. And we're just excited about the, the future of uh, the legislative process in terms of gaming what's going to happen with states out there, what's going to happen around the world. And it's just an exciting time. Brendan, how the heck are you? I'm great, Brent. Always great to be back with you. You know, it is a new year and it is a new podcast and we have a guest today, but I, I got to start off by saying, since it's 2023, am I no longer your fellow Cape Crusader? I'm just curious off of this whole thing because, you know, you're right. No, well, we've got, I think we have to come up with new identities for 2023. I think we're going to yes. have to come up with our, our, our new, uh, our new identity. So I'll, I'll work on that. I'll work on it. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll work on that and we'll have something by the next podcast, but let's kick off with our, with our, our new 2023 first guest of the year. Uh, my good friend and, uh, industry veteran and industry leader, uh, Lindsay Slater from GeoComply. Lindsay, welcome to the World Series of Politics. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thanks for having me. You're uh, you're you're getting the inside look of how this podcast gets done, and and uh, you know we appreciate you joining us today. But you know, as we kick off the year, uh, there's a state in the U.S. that decided to kick off the year right at 1201. Uh, that being the wonderful state of Ohio, which I know my friend from Michigan won't go into the football uh, diatribe off of that state to the south uh, over everything. But, you know, from an industry perspective, and obviously you've seen every launch from mobile across the United States, how is Ohio different from anywhere else? Well, it was really big. Um, I think you could, I think it may have been one of the, at least from GeoComply's perspective, the amount of traffic that we're processing through our system uh, is probably the the biggest opening for I mean, for a, it was a Monday too, uh, or sorry, it was a Sunday. I've got my dates completely wrong. Um, yeah, I mean, there's uh, there were a large number of operators that were launching all at the same time, so it, it, it was, I guess, an easy prediction to assume that it was going to be big. But even in comparison to New York and their population, uh, it was it was uh, a surprise, but no surprise at all. Lindsay, you know, thanks, thanks for being on the show. And and I do have a question. I mean, you're absolutely right. It was massive uh, from the numbers that I saw. Did I see that there were 11.3, 11.1 million transactions and over 800 some thousand unique users on at 1201? Did I see that right? Not all at 1201. There were a good chunk of them that that joined right in that first hour, but that, that was within the first 48 hours. Um, if I looked at wow. it right Right now, this moment in time, so tracing back, we're we're just over a weekend. Um, there's, I believe, over 1.2 million accounts that we've we've seen pop up in in live traffic in Ohio so far, and that would equate to uh, something like 45 million um, transactions. 
to date compared to that 11 from last week, the first first two days. You know, looking at it as a whole, and I know you brought up New York, which everybody from a user standpoint, we won't get into the tax scenario because otherwise I knows I'll never get off my soapbox. Um, <laughs> we only have 15 minutes on the podcast and we can't talk about tax rates every time, Brett. No, no, no. We don't have to talk about tax rates at all. But how does that compare? You look at a populous state like New York, you have a state that, you know, has had it surrounded by Ohio's in a similar situation because you've had, you know, Indiana and Michigan and Pennsylvania all surrounding it. Aren't these numbers still pretty, you know, outstanding as far as where this is going out of the gate? And I, obviously, and I'm not trying to put, you know, words in your mouth, but how do you see the rest of this month falling out? Because you've got other events that Ohio is involved with, uh, namely the Bengals and the playoffs and everything else along the way. Do you see this momentum continuing? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it was also a little bit of a unique launch. Like when I think back to New York, which was um, one year ago yesterday, I believe, um, they launched on a a Saturday morning. It was maybe 9 a.m. local or something like that, where we were really starting to see traffic pick up. Um, Whereas with Ohio, they launched on a Sunday. So you got a full football Sunday in. Then it was a holiday too. So um, the second day ended up having a bunch of the, you know, the, the, the Rose Bowl, other other games that were happening that normally we're, we're used to seeing on January the 1st. And then there was that Bengals home game that, you know, that at least begun. Um, so there was just a lot of sports action that was happening that probably contributed to a, a, a proportionately um, even larger launch than we would typically expect on a, a Sunday, Monday period. Well, and you have to imagine it's also, and, and you know, again, uh, I hate to talk about how great it is that, that you know, that, that state to the south of Michigan is doing well with this, but I am going <laughs> to be humble here. You need a little bit of humble pie and say this. We also have to look at the success of the market because of all the commercial uh, opportunities that are available there. I mean, let's face it. At the end yeah. of the day, I can walk into Kroger, I can pick up a loaf of bread, some milk, and bet on the bangles. What a great deal, right? And so this is this is another reason why, Lindsay, you would say that the market is we're seeing all that, all the users and, and all the excitement there is because of all the options that consumers have to to participate, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, there's been a lot of pent up uh, demand for, you know, waiting patiently for January the 1st to, to roll around, finally offer regulated options for consumers as opposed to, you know, playing on, on illegal market sites. So I'd say this is a, definitely a positive signal in, in the direction for safer or more responsible gaming too. You know, you, you kicked off and you almost, I, I don't know if you're reading my script here, Lindsay, but one of the things I wanted to talk about was, you know, there's rising evidence out there of, of fraud within some of the things. And obviously, GeoComply plays a very vital role in doing things to make sure only responsible people are playing and doing things in in a, in a responsible environment off of that. Talk about some of the things that you guys are doing as an organization to help regulators and counteract some of these some of these fraud activities that are happening within the industry. Good question. Um, I mean, we've seen headlines recently about things like account takeover, questions about security, and then obviously consumer fraud is is not something that's unique to to the gaming industry, right? It, it's across any type of business, essentially, if you exist online or even if you don't. 
Um, but there, there's definitely lots of data that that is is uh, is out there. Digital data, digital breadcrumbs that all happen during the the process of of logging in, creating an account online, and uh, those those breadcrumbs can really help. Um, prevent fraud from happening even before they occur. So when you think about something like an account takeover, uh, has has this phone ever been used in some sort of a fraud ring, either that we know in a place like Ohio or maybe it was in Michigan or wherever else in the States? Reviewing the, uh, reviewing the integrity of, of somebody's account, of someone's device, of where they've been, um, how they overlap with other accounts, all of these things can be considered and, and create a, a safer environment for the average consumer as they're, they're betting. So that's one of the, the main goals of, of GeoComply is to support every operator in, in those endeavors. Well, Lindsay, it is always great having you on the show. Uh, although this is your first time, you're, you're more than welcome to come back whenever you like. So, so thank you for joining us. And I will say this, uh, as our first guest of 2023, you did a fantastic job. And it, just like that, it goes oh so quickly. A final question for you. Uh, how cold is it in Canada right now? It's actually not that cold. It's maybe 45 degrees, 50 degrees in Vancouver. Oh, you're having it. You're having it. Right. Now, now yeah. in Canada. Let's get out there, uh, their, their swimwear when it gets to be about that temperature or? And the shorts, just about short season. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, hey, thanks for joining us. And, uh, and you are more than welcome to come back anytime and keep up the awesome work. Thank you, Lindsay. Thank you, Lindsay. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see you next time. Sounds great. Wow. Always great having Lindsay Slater, Managing Director of uh, Gaming for GeoComply on the show. Uh, I just love catching up with her because I just, I, I always find it fascinating uh, when they, you know, I, I'm sure you've seen this before, Brendan, but when GeoComply does those presentations where it shows up with all the dots on the map where everybody's accessing at that very moment, a sports bet. I mean, I just get, I get goosebumps with that. I, I, lo I love that presentation. You know what I'm talking about? No, I know exactly what you're talking about. And, and as you say that, I think of a couple times that, you know, and you've been in the room too, when, when Lindsay's been testifying before a legislative committee or presenting resource somebody and the map gets stuck up there and nothing else matters in the room at the time because every legislator's still looking at the map going, oh, hey, somebody tried to do something illegal there. Oh, hey, there's this, there's this. I know. He's mesmerized by the dots. And then, I, know, I know. I love it. Tell them you had solved their budget problems, solved every <laughs> social crisis in their state, and they're going to be more concerned about the red dots that pop up on the map if it's still up there because it's cool. It is so, cool. It is yeah. cool. And, and you know, Ohio really is going to be uh, an exciting market, I think. And, and again, I do. And I know I ate a little bit of humble pie earlier, and I say that from Obviously, what I think is a fantastic market in Michigan. Obviously, Ohio needs iGaming in order for it to be, uh, a, a, you know, to, to really come alive and excel. Uh, they need uh, iGaming like Michigan has. But from a commercial opportunity standpoint, uh, I think it's going to be great. Now, what is interesting, have you seen, you know, the, the Ohio Casino Control Commission is really cracking down on some of the operators. Have you seen some of the fines that have, that have come across in the past week or so? No, absolutely. I mean, when you start talking six-digit fines and, and the way things are going, they're, they're approaching seven overall uh, in total fines, it, it gets very significant very quickly. And obviously, I know Ohio's come in um, and said, hey, we're, we're going to be, you know, stiff and tough on some of these things along the way.
to make sure that we set the tone accordingly. And I think you've continued to see that, you know, uh, post-launch, not only in some of the messages on advertising, but as it relates to, to responsible gaming measures and doing that. And, you know, I think it's partially uh, a reaction to what's been going on in the industry recently. Um, but it also shows their their dedication as a regulator to say, hey, we're, we're going to at least start this off in this fashion uh, and realize here's how you play. Now, that said, and and yes, I know you've eaten some humble pie as it relates to uh, that state to the south of you, um, you know, in in crafting something. But they all had to have a model to begin with. So keep that in mind before they went. I appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate I, it. I, I hey, appreciate just remember, I, I'm i a Nebraska guy. We don't like those guys in football. So, or basketball. <laughs> you know, That's right. That's right. 10, that Big Ten side, you know, so I, I'm right there with you. Nice people, but, you know, um, got a hell of a quarterback in, in Cincinnati, but that's a different story. Uh, you know, but, but I think Ohio is also one of the first markets we're going to see the interesting conundrum of, hey, I've got a kiosk at my Kroger, and how's that going to play out along the way, you know, with my bread, my milk, and eggs, which eggs at this point are as much as a sports bet. Uh, along the way, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's one of those things that, uh, it'll be interesting to see how you now have much more of a retail aspect in addition to the mobile that exists, uh, and how this plays out and does it become a model for other States and other jurisdictions along the way. I'm seeing a lot of bills get introduced out there across the country. It has been, seems like uh, now we are coming into the throes of the legislative season. There's bills popping up. We got members introducing things. We've got uh, well, in Missouri, I think we're up to three different bills now that my last count on Friday. And I think we're going to see more of that. And, uh, and as you always like to say, Brendan, just because a bill gets introduced does not necessarily mean it's going to be passed. But I think we're going to see a lot of activity across the country this year. And we're going to be talking about it and bringing you uh, all the information uh, right here uh, on the World Series Politics Podcast, right? No, absolutely. And, and yes, this is... Uh you know, January and into February, depending on when all these sessions start in the U.S., there's going to be a flurry of bills and and you're going to see lots of give and take. But just because the bill gets introduced doesn't mean it's a home run and it's going to go that way along the way because, you know, one, it's it's why you and I have jobs. Uh, but two, and more importantly, um, it's the process. And, you know, you bring up Missouri this will be what the fourth session, or are we in the fifth session that we've been? I at? think we're on five now. I think I think in Missouri they've been working five. on it for five years now. Yeah, so which is so, about the time. Now remember, it took me six in Michigan with a veto. So I mean, these things do take time. That's just the part of the pro and as you say, part of the negotiation process is the what the governor signs may not be where we start with these things. We have to remember that. No, absolutely, and 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 unfortunately, you you felt the burden of that with the veto. Uh, from the governor's side over it. But, uh, you know, you it was definitely one of those that, uh, you know, you've got to make sure all parties are aligned on that uh, to make that happen. Uh, because otherwise, it doesn't end up going anywhere and you're back to square one. That's right. Well, we are going to cover, uh, like I say, a lot more about the U.S., but we've got a couple more topics we want to hit on before we wrap up the show. Uh, Brendan, what's the latest in Macau? I know we talked about that on the last show. Bring us the update. Well, well, obviously, first and foremost, all the new concessions are in place. So everybody's entered their new 10-year clock. Uh, those would be the six incumbents. The slight difference being those that were sub-concessions are now full concessions. So everybody has their contract in place. 
you know, we're in the first part of January here. We're plugging away, um, you know, here on the 8th of, of January, uh, China reopened to the world, uh, as we say. Um, and for the first time in a long time, um, you've had more border crossings. You've had people bring ferries over from Hong Kong. I mean, in, in reality, Hong Kong has been shut down from Macau, which, yes, it's a 45-minute ferry ride, but that was roughly 20 25% of your business in Macau. They've been shut down since February of 2020. So wow, it's amazing that. to think about that. Yeah. You know, I mean, you think about that in those terms of, I remember being at ICE, and I, I know that's obviously coming up in February, and Macau had just shut down. It was crazy. Everything was going on. I had friends of mine there going, I don't know if I'm going to get back in what that's all going to look like. And that was when we were shutting down for two weeks. Almost three years later, you finally have ferry service coming back. And I'll tell you, in talking to people uh, and talking to friends and colleagues over there, you know, business is great from a uh, number of visitors and it's coming back strong and it's looking strong for Chinese New Year, which I know that's coming up strong as well. Uh, roughly, I've seen 80, 90% capacity already and you're, you're here not, you know, less than two weeks out from when that kicks off. So obviously the Chinese are coming back. The question is, in what form are they coming back? And the challenge you have is this. Money flow throughout China and into Macau is very difficult now. Over the last three years, there have been a lot of measures that have clamped down on people being able to transfer money in and out of the country. And that especially hurts those high dollar guys. But it also applies to those junkets that, you know, would loan those guys money or put high dollars in with those VIPs and premiums, those players, while they still exist, aren't as high as they used to be. So while Macau is going to come back great from a visitation standpoint, I think it's yet to be determined what that's going to look like from a monetary. Obviously, everybody's in. Um, the flow's good. You're seeing that bounce back. Obviously, you hope you don't have um, a COVID bounce off of that and everything goes back into shutdown again. But I think as we've seen, um, when they started opening up things uh, post-protest, uh, which was obviously one of the things that sort of got things moving, um, I think everybody caught COVID once in the, in, in the country, uh, and now it's sort of run its course, so things are moving in the right direction. So still to be determined, but you know everybody's under a new clock. It's great that after the first of the year, you finally have volume coming back in to Macau, um, but we'll have to see how this new round works, and obviously... It's a new age in Macau, and we'll uh, we'll continue to watch it. Well, yeah, we are monitoring that closely, and and I want to touch on one other jurisdiction we have talked about a lot, which is Brazil. Obviously, uh, over the weekend, a lot of upheaval in Brazil. We've talked about the fact that Bolsonaro exited uh, without signing uh, anything pertaining to gaming. Uh, which he was supposed to do. This has been on the docket for a couple of years. The Congress had passed something. We had we had been told there was going to be uh, some rules promulgated on sports betting. That didn't happen. Obviously, now we're seeing major upheaval in the country. Of course, over the uh, over the past weekend, a lot of protests. Uh, and you know, this uh, that issue aside, it really makes it, I think, difficult for anything on the gaming front to be to to be focused on and be done. I mean, obviously, I think. We had a good chance with De Silva of, of some gaming legislation getting passed. But I do think now that there are some other things that are going to take uh, take precedent, obviously, uh, in that country as we look to the future. Well, and, and and you look at Brazil and you're absolutely right. But, you know, when you first started talking off about infighting and that, I thought maybe you were talking about the speaker's race that took 15 rounds to get to. But 
Well, you know, and by the way, I hope to have just as many guests on the show this year as it took for Speaker McCarthy to get elected. Well, uh, we we will have that many guests uh, along the way. <laughs> In fact, I hope we exceed that. You know, I joked uh, accordingly that that his losses by less than seven started to remind me of Scott Frost and his record at Nebraska while coaching football. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I sit there and I look back to Brazil and go, you're absolutely right in that, in that there are other priorities. I know that, that, you know, uh, stakeholders of the industry down there continually to push. And, you know, I, I, I think Lula has some, some options when it comes to some of these ministers of, of pushing some of these issues back again, as it relates to gaming, but obviously the activities and protests, you know, sort of put that back on the side burner. So definitely one we're going to continue to watch and continue to plug away at, but we'll, uh, we'll get there across the course of time, but that's why we're in the world series of politics here and talking about what happens in and around the world as it relates to gaming and hospitality and sports. Well, and there we are. We are out of time. Uh, it has been fantastic. Always great catching up with you, my friend. Happy 2023. I don't think we can say happy new year anymore. I think you do that after the first couple of days. And then I think that that's it. But anyway, here we are. A lot more to come throughout the course of the year. We, As Brendan said, we've got a lot of exciting guests. We've got a lot of exciting conversations. And we are going to be monitoring everything and bringing it to you throughout the course of the year. So continue to join us. And Brendan, I'll catch you on the flip side. Sounds great. See you next time. You've been listening to the World Series of Politics podcast with Brendan Bussman and Brent Iden. We'll be back on field very soon. This has been an IGB production. For the latest news, views, analysis, and data on the global gaming industry, head to iGamingBusiness.com.